Hello there, and welcome to episode 133 of the Childless Not By Choice podcast. My name is Savella Morgan. My mission is to recognize and speak to the Childless Not By Choice women and men around the world, reminding you that you can live a joyful, relevant, fulfilled Childless Not By Choice life. And whether you have children or not, thank you for tuning in. In today's episode, I'm just going to cover a few things. This is a hiatus episode, September 2021. So I'm going to go over a few things with you because I will be off. No new episodes for October and November. And then I am back in December with a fresh new episode. And I cannot wait for you to hear December's episode, to be honest. It was just a mistake the way I found out about this subject matter. And I was like, wow, really? Okay. And I started doing some more digging. I ordered a book on the subject. I'm hoping I get it in time to finish my research. That is because well, I haven't gotten it yet. And Amazon is like, well, we'll let you know when it's ready. <laughs> like, okay, you let me know when it's ready. So I'm hoping I can get the book in time to finish my research for the December episode. If not, I will do what researchers do best, which is just somehow find the information we need. We we like to dig. I love to research. So I'm pretty confident I will find the information I need for the December episode. But I am loving the research and the information I'm finding out about this subject and cannot wait for you to hear it. But in the meantime, the September episode, which is what you're listening to right now, as I said, like to call it the hiatus episode, because I want to fill you in on a few things before I go away for the next two months. Not physically going away. I'll still be here, but I'm just not, again, having any fresh new episodes. If you haven't listened to all of the episodes, be sure to go into the back catalog and listen. Have grace for me as you go to the very beginning. <laughs> That's why they call it beginnings. It's kind of a little rough back there, but I'm thinking things got better as time went by. And now we're at episode 133. So thanks for tuning in. I also want to say a great big thank you to my Patreon contributors. They are awesome. They are the ones who um, monthly make a contribution to the platform, which helps me maintain it, maintain the platform financially. Thank you so much to my Patreon contributors. You all are amazing and awesome. Thanks for coming along on this journey with me. Well, I believe this is my third year of doing this now, taking October and November off. As many of you know, I started doing this after my mom passed in May 2019. By about August or September or so, if I remember correctly, I was drowning in grief. I just, I was trying to figure out what to do with the podcast because I just, I was in a really bad place. My mom was my best friend, my best everything. She was everything to me. I could call her anytime. She was, oh my gosh, she was my encourager. She was everything to me. And I know that not everybody has that relationship with their mothers. I get it. I understand. But, and maybe I don't understand, but I can only tell you my experience with my mother is that she left a big gaping hole in my, in my heart and in my world. And I miss her dearly. It's been more than two years and I just completely miss her. There are days where I just start crying out of just nowhere. The tears just start rolling down my face and I still miss her. And I hear tell from other women who have had good relationships with their moms that they never stop missing their mom. So I'm like, oh, there's that. <laughs> I'm like, is this pain never going to go away? Yeah, it, it is. It's here. And I, I still appreciate 
being able to take those two months off because it, it gives me the mental rest I need. I still continue to care for my dad. And so I'm still in caregiving mode, working a full-time job, podcasting, and, you know, living my life as best as I can. And these two months are needed. So I, I do hope that you understand and I, I appreciate your understanding that I, I do take these two months off seriously. But as I said, I'm still doing work in the background because I am working on the December episode. I've actually already reached out to someone to interview for January. I'm hoping that one works out because I believe that that would be the perfect way to start a new year. I'm already working on it, you guys, working on 2022. So having said all of that, taking the two months off for a second, I just want to let you know, Yes, I did think about completely just putting the podcast aside permanently and then deciding that, well, no, let me just take the two months off. And then I had this podcaster thought, and that was, wow, if I take those two months off, I'm not going to be as high up in number of episodes. Yes, that was me beginning to think about comparing myself to other people, other podcasts, other podcasters, because I'm six years in and only at 133 episodes. And of course, I immediately deleted that thought from my mind because my mental health came first. And I know we talked a little bit about mental health last episode, but I want to just talk about it a little bit more because it's decisions like these. I mean, you may have something similar it's something very important to you. Podcasting about and for and to the childless not by choice is important. That's why I'm I'm six years in and still doing it. It's really important. You know, side note, I have gotten so many messages the last week or so, and I'm like, wow, there's several people have joined the group this week. And I noticed, you know what? This happened last week, I mean, last year, and I think I know why. We are in the midst of World Childless Week, and I think by the time you hear this episode, we may be at the, the ending part of it, but World Childless Week happens every September, and I, I did mention it in the previous episode, and I'm like, this is probably why this is happening, but even people who are already a part of the group have reached out, they've asked me questions, they're looking for an episode on a certain subject. This is awesome. This is why I do this. I I I get a lot of messages on Instagram outside of, you know, this particular week. I get messages on Instagram from people and because of the subject matter, I I can't of course mention names. I will not. I will not divulge names and all of that, but I get messages on Instagram on a pretty regular basis from people saying, "Wow, I'm so happy I found this podcast." Thank you for what you do. It's appreciated. I've been grieving and the grief has come in waves and this podcast has really helped me. I mean, the messages go on and on and on, you guys. That's why I decided to do this because this is what I needed six years ago and I just couldn't find it. I couldn't find it and I was feeling like I was on an island all by myself, crying myself to sleep almost every night, begging God to heal my body and begging him to have Mr. Wright find me. <laughs> and none of that happened, of course. And yes, I, there was a time when I was mad at God. But hey, you know, life. And that's the part that we have to realize that it could be anybody. And those who do have the children are fortunate. 
And I think a lot of them know that. And unfortunately, there are some who just see their children as pests. And it's heartbreaking when you see those stories on TV, those heartbreaking evening news stories about how children are abused, the stories that you hear from around the world where people sell their children or give their children away for nothing good to happen to them. It's heartbreaking. And you wonder why, why, (laughs) why did I get a no? Why could I not even have just one child? And there are people out there doing crazy things with their children. It's the world, you guys. It's a mess. I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm I'm not God. I'm not here to try to make excuses, but I'm just telling you, those thoughts and feelings have run through my mind and my heart as well. The pain was real. It's still sometimes, but I've been on this journey for a while. I'm not going to pretend that I'm in the same place as some of you who are just starting out on this journey and the pain is palpable. I get it. I know it. Trust me, I know it. Like I said, I, I used to cry myself to sleep. I had the fibroids. I had the heavy periods every month where uh, it was just crazy. It was just crazy. Uh, preparing for my, I, I mean, look, we, we're all adults listening to this, whether you're a man or a woman, but just preparing every month for those crazy fibroid filled periods was talk about plants. I had my, you know, I told you guys I'm a big, great big planner. Yeah, I had to plan for those things until I finally had to make the decision to have the hysterectomy. And of course, my OBGYN told me, and some of you know the story, he told me, well, you know, Sevilla, your quality of life now is going to be exponentially higher than it has been. And I'm like, yeah, you know, thanks. Because <laughs> yeah, I needed to hear that. And I know he was doing his best. And I, I will always appreciate the part of the journey he was on with me, my OBGYN doctor. He had done the previous one or two myomectomies, which is where you remove fibroids. He was on the journey with me. He told me sometimes, I will, I'm going to be right here with you until you decide what you want to do. And he did one, definitely one myomectomy, maybe two, because I had three. Again, myomectomies where they removed the fibroids. I finally decided the hysterectomy was the best way to go after a horrible accident in November of 2011 and had the hysterectomy in December of 2011. A month later, I stood outside of work and called his office and said, schedule me in. And of course, that entire month, my mind was racing and I was wondering if I was making the right decision. And oh, this is a decision I couldn't come back from. And it was a crazy month, but I stuck to it. I decided I could no longer deal with this. There was no Mr. Right in sight. And of course, my mind was like, well, suppose he shows up right after your hysterectomy. I'm like, well, if he shows up right after my hysterectomy, he's probably got a kid or we can adopt or something or just live without children, make that decision. But I just was not going to live my life and make decisions based on what if and suppose. I was done. And so I'm not telling you what to do if that's the situation you're in right now. But only you can make that decision. No one can make it for you. As I always say, if you have a doctor who is less than nice, (laughs) get a second opinion. Get a second opinion. Change doctors. Never be afraid to change doctors. Never be afraid to get a second opinion. That's a second doctor. You only have one body. You don't get a second body because you didn't get a second opinion. So, 
Get a second opinion. Do not be afraid. Protect yourself physically, spiritually, emotionally. Do what you have to do to take care of yourself. Even with doctors, I know they went to school for many years and they're smart and they know everything, but sometimes you need a second opinion. So don't be afraid to do that. This is totally not what I was going to talk about today. I was going to also go over how to maintain your peace in your downtime and the fact that you can't pour from an empty cup. And, and that especially goes for those who are maybe caring for others, whether you're caring for others in your, in your job as maybe a school teacher or a kindergarten teacher or caring for somebody as a caregiver, whatever your role is, however you show up to the world. Just make sure that you're taking care of yourself spiritually, emotionally, physically. It's not selfishness because if you don't, you're going to be an empty cup and nothing's going to come out of the empty cup. I don't know who quoted whose quote that is, to be honest, but truer things could never have been said. So I would just echo that. Take good care of you mentally, spiritually, emotionally, whether it's you dealing with the medical world, dealing with your work world your family world, all of it can be really stressful. Which kind of segues into the next topic I was going to talk about. At the website, my website, our website, www.childlessnotbychoice.net, is a shop page. On the shop page are many items for sale. Proceeds from all items go back into the platform. That helps to pay the podcast producer, the hosting platform for my podcast, my website manager. He manages the childlessnotbychoice.net site, as well as the sevillamorgan.com site. So all of those people need to get paid every month. And everything that comes from the shop page, all the proceeds, all the money that comes from my patrons, it goes right back into the platform. However, on the shop page is also a link it's, it looks like a picture, but if you tap on it, if you click on it, it's a clickable link and it takes you to one-on-one sessions with me, yours truly with me. And uh, so you follow the instructions on the clickable link. If you want to have a one-on-one session with me, I think it's 30 minutes or something. I'm not looking at it right now. I also do want you to know though, please note I am not a licensed therapist. I am a person who has run the gamut of feelings, the feelings I just told you about, the experiences I just told you about, from deep sadness to deep depression as I watched my life not turn out the way I expected it to. And to arrive at a place I did not expect to be, never even knowing such a place existed, childlessness. And then coming to terms with that childlessness and the way my life turned out. And now I want to talk to you about that journey if you want to talk to me, if you need somebody to talk to. Note, though, there is a fee for that, and it's a non-refundable fee because it does take time to talk with someone, to talk with you. There is a non-refundable fee. And look, if you need to speak with a licensed therapist, I strongly suggest it. I had to do it. I had to speak with somebody. I had to speak with somebody as I dealt with my childlessness. I had to speak with somebody as I dealt with the loss of my mom. I did a one-on-one with a therapist upon the loss of my mom and group therapy upon the loss of my mom. So I believe 
I believe in talking about the journey with somebody, either someone like me who's are, who's been there or a, a licensed therapist. I strongly suggest it. Don't go around beating yourself up and crying and trying to figure things out and hating yourself. And no, do I still have times where I wonder, you know, how did I get here? Yes, I do. They're not as often as before, but it happens because that's that it's part of my life. How how did I get here? is even part of my life. Being here now is a part of my life. The 10 years of hoping and and surgeries and wishing and crying and praying, that's all a part of the tapestry of my life. And we all have a tapestry. And so the good, the bad, and the ugly is what the tapestry is made up of. But don't beat yourself up. Don't hate yourself. Don't be mad at yourself because you're not the only one. 20-25% of the, the world's population is childless, going through some type of IVF, dealing with adoption. So there is a good percentage of the world that's dealing with this. You're not alone. Again, if you if you want to talk to me, I'm here. There's also the Facebook group, the Childless Not By Choice with Sevilla Morgan Facebook group. It's a private group. You can search for it and you have to answer two questions to be able to join. And once you answer the two questions, myself or one of the admins or moderators will allow you in. And in there, you can come in, you read the group rules because there are rules. <laughs> but once you do all of that, you tell us about yourself and you you join the conversation. We welcome you in and you join the conversation. And I'm telling you, I all of this is stuff that I wanted when I, I first started on this journey. So I'm just creating what I wanted when I started on this journey. I hope, I hope it's it's working for you. If it's not, feel free to send me your suggestions. Even on my downtime, my October, November off, I will be reading messages on Instagram at Joy and Relevance or on Facebook. If you're on Twitter, I'm at Sevilla One. And, you know, don't be afraid to, to, to message me if you have a question about an episode, a suggestion about an episode, because I, I do read them. I make note of them. I may not do the episode right away. There's one that I'm thinking of right now for 2022, and, and it was suggested to me in 2020. And I actually just reached out to the person who suggested it to me because they messaged me on Instagram and told me they love what I do and they're so thankful I exist. <laughs> I'm thankful too. But then they made a suggestion. And there are times as a writer, and maybe it's just me, but I feel like it, this may be other writers and creators as well. If you send me a suggestion and you send me a link to a similar story, I probably will not open the link until after I've done my my creation and aired it, whether it's something I'm writing right now. I'm writing an article for a magazine and I've been sent suggestions with links and I, I just won't open the link because I don't want that link to affect my thought process and what I'm trying to write for the project. And so if you send me a link, I probably won't open it. I will open it after I've created 
And so it could take a, it could take a while. This person sent me a message in 2020. I can't remember what month, but I didn't open the link and it's not, you know, I, I, I don't be offended. It's just, I don't want the content of the story that you're sending me again to affect my thought process as I create, not because I'm better than that person, or maybe they're better than me. No, it's a thing with creatives. We want to make sure, and especially as writers, that we're not even unintentionally plagiarizing, subconsciously plagiarizing. That's what I call it. So I probably won't open the link. But if you have a suggestion, <laughs> long answer here for a question, I guess, send me the send me the suggestion and I will I will make a note of it. And if it's something I haven't already done, then I will work on it because I am looking for content for 2022. So having said all of that, I think I went over everything. I went over the one-on-one sessions. I talked about the fact that I will not be here for October and November. I would like to ask you to take the survey. There's a link to the survey here in the show notes. Please take the survey. And I have two episode links in the show notes as well. One is on episode 85 because somebody sent me a message recently about how episode 85 helped them in their decision making. You guys, (laughs) sometimes I just want to (laughs) cry. I can't believe this. Oh my goodness. She said episode 85 helped her with her decision. Of course, again, remember, I'm not a clinician. I am not a licensed therapist. I'm just somebody who's been there, done that. I'm on the journey with you. I do my research. I'm very serious about the research I do for my episodes. And uh, she told me that episode 85 helped her. I got to tell you guys, this is sometimes it's unreal. And I, this is why I do this. I'm going to try to fight the tears back, but this is, this is what I was created to do. Even if it meant that I, I wasn't supposed to have children because I needed to help you and, and the fact that you couldn't have children. I'm not saying it's, it's what I would prefer, but hey, since that's the way it is, I am, I'm honored. I'm honored and humbled when I get messages like that. And this is a pretty recent message. So anyway, that episode link is in the show notes and there's another episode. I've got to go back and look for it. I've got to go back and look for the other episode that I want to put in there, but there's going to be another two, at least two episode links in there. So do check out the show notes, please do take the survey. The link is in the show notes and do reach out if you, if you need to, if you want to, I will respond to you within 24 to 48 hours. If you are in America and you celebrate Thanksgiving in November Happy Thanksgiving. I don't know how Thanksgiving is going to look for most of us because COVID, but if you get together, just be careful. If you wear a mask, don't let anybody bully you out of not, of, of taking it off because I wear my mask when I go out. If you don't want to wear a mask, hey, whatever, but just, just be nice to each other. <laughs> Let's be a part of the solution and not a part of the problem <laughs> globally. Just take care of yourself, kind but firm boundaries when dealing with family. Now we've got an added issue at Thanksgiving. It's masks or no masks. And of course, the typical politics and and religion and all the stuff that we should be staying away from during our family get-togethers. Now we've got to deal with masks. But anyway, I digress. Take care of yourselves. Be nice to each other. Maintain your kind but firm boundaries. Take the survey listen to the episode links that I put in the show notes and have a great couple of months. I will see you in December. Bye.